Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Miesler, and this show provides content curation as a service with a focus on the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend between 5 and 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, and each episode is either a curated summary of what I've discovered in the past week or a standalone essay that hopefully gives you something to think about. Welcome to a standalone edition of Unsupervised Learning. In this episode, I'll be performing my essay titled Humans Are Gene Bots, Unpacking the Evolution-Granted Bliss of Prep Schools and Elite Institutions. Somewhere in my 20s or 30s, I became enamored with the idea of prep schools and elite colleges. I'd never gone to either of these, so it wasn't nostalgia. And I didn't really know about them growing up, so it's not as if I were bitter about missing a tangible opportunity. The feeling was more of a slow-building envy for something that I imagined to be extremely cool. I think the catalyst may have actually been Harry Potter. I loved everything about the process he had to go through. He gets selected into an elite school that only certain people can go to. He shows up and there are uniforms and special magic classes and the dorms are split up by age. Then there's the sorting hat and the Quidditch team and the special courses like Defense Against the Dark Arts. It hit all the right arrival notes on an instrument within me that I didn't know existed. Now that I think about it, though, I didn't have the prep school experience, but I had something similar through the military. In the Army, I was in the 101st Airborne, and I was lucky enough to get airborne and air assault qualified right out of basic training. And most newish people thought I was something special because of the two-winged badges on my uniform. But there are many levels above just the 101st. There are the Rangers, which I passed all the excruciating mental and physical tests for, but couldn't proceed in due to an earlier injury. And then there's Special Forces, or the Green Berets. And above that, there's Delta Force, who are the most elite and get to walk around with full beards. They're kind of half intelligence and half commando. And it's the same with the Navy and Marines and Air Force. They each have their elite, the elite of the elite, and then the elite within that. Something about that tiering has always appealed to me. As I think about it, it reminds me of Abercrombie and Fitch marketing when I used to walk through the mall when I was in the military. The models there often had the prep school look, the Northeastern yachting, rowing. I got into that elite school look about them, which is why they call them models and why they call it marketing. They're selling a better version of yourself, a version that you wish you were. And this doesn't stop with prep schools or the military. No, it just keeps going. As soon as you think you've hit some sort of plateau where you can be happy with your accomplishments, that's when you learn about the tier above that you're not yet a part of. This is quite strong in the tech industry. Oh, you're in tech? That's cool. Are you a developer? What languages do you use? Do you work at one of the top five tech companies? Do you have stock? Did you start a company? How much money did you raise? Do you have an exit? How many exits do you have? It's endless. If you look at any industry or any social structure, you can see instantiations of this. Hollywood has the awards, ratings, the dinners, the short list of top directors and actors. Writers can be respected for getting published, but where did you get published? Salon? Oh, that's nice. I was in Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal? That's cool. I was in The Economist. It's very exclusive. That's cute. I've got a column with The New York Times. And it goes on and on. 
of course, it's the same thing for authors. It's one thing to have a book on Amazon, and it's quite another to be first in category. But the real question is whether you've been on the New York Times bestsellers list. Oh, you were there? But for how long? How many times? For how many books? Oh, you have a podcast? Where are you on the charts? How many subscribers? How much money do you make from sponsors? Oh, I understand you're a painter. How many shows have you done? At what locations? Who showed up at the after party? These are all instances of evolution playing its only hand, which is prodding you towards higher and higher tiers of greatness, only to remind you immediately, if you do in fact make it, that there's another level just beyond. Our genes can only high-five us for a very brief moment, after which point your current level of success becomes the new baseline and it's time to start hustling once again. This is why prep schools and uniforms and special badges and challenge coins are so coveted. They're the visible accoutrements of a status plateau that others can look up to, even if you've already left to look for the next ladder. We are exoskeletons for genes fighting to propagate. All those little squirts of happiness are part of the gamification system that genes, using evolution, created to inspire us to be their unknowing champions. Some probably see this as reductionist, and perhaps it is. But I don't see it as a cause for nihilism. I know that beauty and friendship and love are, in some sense, illusory constructs designed to inspire our ambition, which in turn helps our genes to win. But I don't care. These exoskeletons are all we have for now. They are our whole universe. You could tell me that love is a chemical or that a flower is a configuration of atoms, or that these things only exist at a very specific size scale. Go down the atomic level or up to the planet level and flowers have little meaning. But so what? That happens to be the exact level of the gene bot, and it's pretty damn glorious. The gene bot level, where we live, is where love and flowers and poetry are the most spectacular things in the entire universe. Yes, it's an illusion created to serve another life form, but it's still pretty remarkable. And compared to being nothing, I'll happily take it. At least until I can find something better. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. And don't forget that the show is both a podcast and a newsletter. So you can get more information about everything you just heard by subscribing to the newsletter or reading the blog posts for each episode. Also keep in mind that I do the show weekly, but if you're not a member, you're currently only getting every other odd numbered episode. And if you want to get every episode of the podcast and newsletter, you can become a member at danielmeisler.com slash subscribe for less than a latte per month. Being a member will also get you access to the subscriber area of the site, which is the home for all previous member episodes, as well as other types of premium and experimental content. We'll see you next time. Thank you.